Welcome to the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name is Amy Shine, and I'm inviting you to discover and explore the many different paths to more possibilities. Welcome. It is episode 49 of the Dance to Oneness podcast. This is myself, Amy Shine, Access Consciousness Facilitator, Movement Facilitator, Creator of Magic. I'm here today to talk on a pretty vulnerable topic. Um, I haven't done my podcasts since October. Um, and in October, I made a big change in my life, I chose something big. And I haven't been able to do my podcast since. I've thought about doing it. I've looked at different things. And I really want to just be, I want to be real on this podcast about real about what's going on in my life, real about how I'm handling things. And I've been going through so much change in the last few months. It's taken me up until now to get to the place where I'm able to actually talk about this. So tonight's episode is how do you know when it's time to leave? Um, so I recently left my relationship that I've been in for seven years um, and have been processing that in the last couple of months, still moving through and processing a lot of things with it. Um, and I really wanted to just come on and go through some different elements that I've been working through that may also help you guys, listeners, anyone you may know that might be going through some something similar to me. You can send them this podcast really just to walk you through like different steps in the process of moving on. And this could be, you know, how do you know when it's time to leave a relationship? How do you know when it's time to leave a job, a friendship, a situation that's no longer working for you? This could even be how do you know when it's time to move country, to move to a different city or state or house? You can apply these tools that I'm going to share with you and steps to that. I am going to be speaking though in particular to me leaving um, my relationship that I am um, seven year relationship. So how do you know if you should stay and work on it? How do you know when it's time to move on? And then if it is time to move on, what do you do to take care of you in that? So the number one thing I'm going to, the number one at the top of my list has been for me, universe, show me. This was a question of mine throughout my relationship and still is. So being willing to ask the universe and the universe, by the way, shows up in people too. So when you ask the universe, show me, it may show up in people, but universe, show me what will create greater. That's been my question throughout the last 10 years since coming and using the tools of access consciousness is show me what will create more consciousness. Does being in this relationship or in this situation create more consciousness? If it doesn't create more consciousness, show me. If this is creating unconsciousness, show me. See, a lot of times we choose things that are actually creating unconsciousness, but we don't want to know it. So getting vulnerable with you first and then vulnerable with the universe. Universe, show me. The universe will not intervene unless you first ask it. 
So there's been times in the last 10 years where I've been on my knees and this isn't just my relationship. It's been with friendships and I've gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, universe, like, I don't know anymore. I don't know if this is creating greater. I don't know if this is creating less. I have a crazy mind that tells me all sorts of stories and reasons and justifications for why or sh why I should or shouldn't leave. I'm surrendering to you, surrendering control. Universe, show me what will create greater here. Show me what will create more consciousness. If this is creating unconsciousness, show me. Giving the universe permission to intervene. Allowing the universe to show you where you're choosing unconsciousness and where you're choosing consciousness. So I have literally been on my knees saying to the universe, you have permission to intervene. And another ask of mine has been, remove this person from my life and remove this situation from my life if it is not creating greater for me or then. So if this isn't creating greater for me, if this isn't creating consciousness for me, it's not also creating greater for them either, whether they want to know it or not. So universe, show me, show me and remove this person or this situation from my life has been a question I've played with a lot through the years. And just to let you know, just because you asked that question doesn't mean you're shown right away. When you ask that question, you may need to move through layers of points of views and things you have in the way that doesn't allow you to be shown. So if time wasn't real, what if you didn't make yourself wrong or right for how long you chose to stay or not stay in a relationship or situation? You get it when you get it. So that's number one. Number two. Okay, what does it take to leave a situation that's no longer working for you? This is a big piece because the universe could be showing you that it's not working for you. The universe could be showing you that it's not creating greater. But if you are not in a place where you don't care enough about you to leave or to choose something else, you're going to stay in that situation. So number two, getting yourself to the place where you care more for you than you do for, than you do for keeping the situation in place. So whether it's a, you know, a job or a relationship, or maybe it's like you want to move country, but you don't want to, you don't want to leave your family and um, say, you're obviously not leaving your kids, but you know, like for me, when I left Ireland, it was like leaving my family behind, you know, they're all grown up. They're not kids. They're my mother, father, brother, sisters, but I had to care more about me and make me a priority to choose that. Now in a relationship, do you care more about you or do you care more about the other person and how they feel and how much you don't want to hurt them? But caring for you actually includes caring for them. So for me, I had to get to the place where literally I was on my knees and I asked myself, wow, if I actually cared about me, would I be here right now? And it was like, no. And then I went, wow, like, if I truly cared about me, I wouldn't be in this situation. And then someone else added, yeah. And if you cared about, truly cared about you and them, you wouldn't be in that situation. So caring for you is also caring for them. And sometimes the most caring thing you can be for you and them is to leave, is to choose something else, is to move on, is to change, create a change. So that's number two. And you can't actually make yourself get to that place of caring for you. It has to be, it has to be like this awakening you get to in yourself. 
Um, and you get, again, you get there when you get there, you can't force yourself. So you could ask, what would it take for me to care as much for me as I do for others? What would it take for me to make caring for me a number one priority in my life? And that question I asked myself, which was, if I truly cared for me, would I be here? Would I be in this situation? Would I be choosing this? And then that starts to open up some doors. Okay, number three. How do you know when it's time to leave? You know. You know. How do you know when it's time to move on, choose something different? Knowing is instantaneous. It's clear. It's like this. It's just like this drop in your world where it's just so clear there is no resistance and reaction there is no fight in it it's crystal clear there's a clarity in your world and for me in the past when I looked at leaving the relationship or staying it was always this resistance and reaction fighting for and against proving I could make it work proving I could make them change proving I didn't have to leave proving I had to stay like there was so much just there was so much there was no space in it And when I finally got to the place, like, it's time to move on, like, this is done, it's time to leave, it's time to choose. And it's not even about leaving. It's like, it's time to choose something else. It wasn't out of a fight against them. It wasn't, in the past, it was always like, okay, I'm going to leave and make them change. I'm going to leave and shock them. Um, And that's all resistance and reaction. This was the first time where I got to the place where it's like, oh, I actually got to change here and choose something different for me. This isn't about them at all. This isn't about trying to fight them, make them wrong, make them change, make them be different. There's just a knowing that I've got to choose something different here and it's time. And the knowing was so crystal clear. It's like this fog was lifted from my world. There was this clarity. And once you have that clear crystal knowing, there's no really going back from that. Like you just have it. You can't unhave it then. Um, And that doesn't mean like, you know, moving on, changing, leaving, any of that makes it easy. But the knowing is there and you can't really unknow. You can't unknow what you know. So if you're not at a point of knowing that, having that crystal knowing, and there is, you know, like that still resistance and reaction in your world, you're then like doing it from fight and judgment. So like, what would it take for you to know when it's time? And again, universe, show me is a great question. Show me when it's time. Show me if now the time, if now is the time. And if, and one of my favorite questions lately is if it's not now, when is it? And that could say apply to a job. Like if you're looking at leaving your job is now the time? No. When is the time? And it might be not right now. Ask that question again later, you know? And there's no, there's no wrongness in being in the question with your relationship. That actually keeps you creating your relationship. So several times throughout my relationship, I used to ask, like, do I require to move on? Do I require to leave? And I kept getting no. And I stayed. And I kept creating the relationship, creating with the person until I got to the point where I couldn't create anymore with them. Okay, number four. How do you know when it's time to move on? How do you know when it's time to leave or choose something different? Everything starts lining up. So once you have that knowing and it's clear in your world, it's like the universe conspires with you. 
And so again, it may not be easy. It, it won't be easy. It will be hard. Yet at the same time, everything kind of flows in that direction to moving you to the next choice or the next situation. So for me, it was like finding an apartment and finding a place with ease and that was nurturing. And I got a, a place with a balcony that looked out on the water. So it was like all that stuff just showed up like very quickly for me. And it all got created very easy. Now, everything else around that wasn't easy in what was happening in my relationship and his reactions and my reactions to his reaction, like all of that was not easy. But the movement of what I was choosing, the universe was conspiring with me. Like everything was flowing in that direction. So the hardest choices to make take a lot of strength to make it. But the hardest choices in, to make are the ones that usually create the greatest for you. So it doesn't mean it will be easy. Okay, there's a difference between easy and ease. So it doesn't mean that choosing something else, moving on, like same for me when I moved country, it wasn't easy. However, everything got created with an ease. But there was so much different things along the way that I had to handle and deal with that weren't easy. Yet everything always worked out with ease. So don't, so everywhere you're misidentifying and misapplying ease as easy, the, again, the, the most hardest choices you'll make in your life will be the ones that create the greatest for you. You can have that flow and work out with ease doesn't mean it's going to be easy along the way. So you got to be willing to go through it. What, and like one of my friends said, you know, Amy, you're in a hurricane. You're in a hurricane right now and you're going to swim and you're swimming as fast as you can to the shore. And that's what it's like. You're in the middle of a hurricane. And all of you may be in different types of hurricanes, depending on what you're choosing, what you're leaving, what you're moving on from, what you're creating, what you're changing. When I first moved to America, I was in a hurricane and I had to swim and swim and swim to even begin to get out of survival mode and into tribal. So again but that choice made me so much stronger so what you're what you may be going through may be uprooting everything in your world and know that you can see the shore and keep swimming towards the shore so that actually kind of maybe skips ahead to one of my other points which was you got to keep moving you got to keep choosing so as the universe is conspiring with you you keep moving in that direction you keep choosing you keep Next choice, next choice, next choice. Number five, leaving a situation and someone you love is one of the hardest things you'll do in your life. There will be grief. There will be sadness. It will bring up all sorts of things. It will bring up unresolved things in your world, like when you were left, when people left you. When you never, and for me, it was like, hello, like my brother died when I was 16. So I had all these like still unhealed stuff in my world about death and dying and loss and leaving. And this situation of leaving this relationship brought all this stuff back up for me. 
and also all the places I didn't want to leave someone because that's what was done to me. I didn't want to do that to someone else. And here I was in this situation, leaving someone who I really, 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 and still really deeply care about and love. But again, I had to make caring for me more of a priority than that. And so are you? can you use this experience to heal the stuff that is still within you from the past? It's going to bring up all sorts of stuff. So ride the wave of emotions. And then it's not going to be like this forever. You don't stay sad forever. You don't grieve forever. You process through it. Um, and that's where you need support. That's where you need, you know, a good support network. So number six is my support network, right? Having a couple of people that you can talk to that don't judge you. Also that don't judge your partner or the situation you're leaving. If they have some judgment of the person you're leaving or the situation, it really creates a funk in your world. Because remember, you still care about that person. You still love them. You still have this infinite caring for them, even if it's like, you know, you're changing job, like bad mouthing the job you had doesn't really help you move on. So again, having people you can talk to who will be spaced with you, will ask you questions, also won't try to take you out of what you're going through. Like sometimes there is just a place for you to just be upset, cry, and be hurt be angry be whatever is coming up and not try to take you out of it but at the same time you don't also don't have to stay in it forever so knowing when it's also time to move take action like go to yoga and I'm going to do a whole other podcast on healing grief and turning grief into joy so I'm not going to go too much into like the healing the grief part today I want to stay on track with like how do you know when it's time to leave and then what do you do to take care of yourself in that? So support network. Um, and then the other part of the support network too is learning also to be in silence. Learning when, knowing when, okay, there's a time to talk to someone and there's also a time to like not talk. And that it's okay not to talk. And this is a big part of also caring for you. When you choose to truly care for you, you start to really honor you and know like, you know what, I actually don't want to talk about this. To this person in this moment so like I went home for Christmas and you know I didn't talk about it I didn't want to talk about it I wanted to be around my family I wanted to talk to them about different things I didn't really want to I talked to it about to my dad a bit about it when he picked me up first and then that was it I was good that didn't mean I wouldn't talk about it at different times but it's like knowing when there's a place for talking and then there's a space for you to just be with you. Number seven, self-care. I'll talk more about that in turning grief into joy in my next podcast, but self-care is massive. Allowing yourself to take a day, take a couple of days, take weeks even. Doesn't even, like just taking care of you. If it's lighting candles, going for baths, and just lying on your bed, like lying in the grass, sitting next to a tree, taking those moments to just make you a priority, take care of you. And that kind of brings me into number eight, which is as you create a, a change in your world like this, which 
for a lot of people, like it's a big change, right? It's learning to say no. This was massive and still is a massive one for me is that especially in the early days where you're like, you're literally in the middle of a hurricane, of a tornado, and your whole world has been blown up. People don't know what you're going through and they don't care. They have their own life. They have their own needs that they need to take care of. So when they come to you with something they want you to do for them or some, I don't know, something they're asking you for, if it is nothing got to do with you, like if it has, if it's just purely them needing something from you, say no. Like I learned to say no so much through this process because there was days where people would message me about things. And I was like, I can't even answer that right now. Like I am not in a space to be anything for anyone right now. I could show up for my clients. I could show up for my online classes. I could show up for my business. Outside of that, I was purely for me. And then anything outside of that, like people messaging me on Messenger, like random, you know, people message me all the time for different things. If it wasn't within like my clients who were coming and actually like there was a, and they were signed up for things with me, I was able to deliver. Beyond that, it was like, no, I'm not available for that right now. Anything that isn't really about, and this is like anything that's just about someone else trying to get something from me that was for them, I couldn't be available. It was just a hard no. And learning to say, no, sorry, I can't do that right now. Or no, sorry, that won't work for me. Or even just ignoring the message. Imagine that you can ignore messages. <laughs> like ignore the message and don't respond because it's not relevant. What's relevant right now is you take care of you. And they don't, it's not that they don't care. They just, they're wrapped up in their world, which isn't right or wrong. It's just like they have their own needs that they're trying to take care of. And that's not relevant to you and your body right now in your life. So that was a big one for me, learning to say no, not jump. And that's a, that's a massive, right? Healing, like the codependency in you, like the need to, to provide for everybody else's needs, the need to take care of everyone else and put you last. That has been a whole reorganization for me. So that's number eight. Number nine, which I kind of already mentioned was take action. So there's a time for rest. There's a time for self-care. And then there's also, there's a time for like crying and all that and sad and the moving through the emotions. But there's also in between all that, the action that's required. So when you have the energy, you take the action. And sometimes it's just one action a day. Like whatever that is to create your next move. You know, if it's getting an apartment, if it's, getting furniture for your apartment, if it's, you know, changing accounts, bank accounts, like whatever it is, like different things you've got to take care of every day, like taking at least one action. And if, if a day comes and you can't take that action, let it be and see, can you do it the next day? Also, you don't have to do everything at once. Like you don't have to go in bulls blazing and like remove everything, do everything at once. Everything will be revealed to you bit by bit as well. And when you have the energy, you'll be like, okay, now's the time to call this person. Now's the time to close this account. Now's the time to whatever the next action is. Also, each action you take will come with its own, like its own process. Like some things will maybe bring up emotions for you. Some things 
maybe not be as easy as you thought they were. So that's where you really got to be kind to you in the process. There was days where I was making myself do things like, I don't know, like changing bills or something like that and being on the phone with, you know, Xfinity or Comcast or whoever and just being so mad and so angry and then realizing now is not the time to do this. When I'm getting angry and mad, now's the time for me to, okay, all right, let me come back to this at another time. And when I would come back to it at another time was usually when I would meet the kindest, like most like helpful, like people that I didn't even know existed in Florida because I thought everyone in Florida was angry, but they're not. There's some really kind people in Florida. And so when I was being kind to me, honoring me and then following okay now is the time to call and get this you know account sorted or whatever it is that's when I would meet or have on the under end of the line someone who could actually help me who was kind who was spacious and then the days where I was trying to do something and it wasn't the time was when I would come up with the walls and that's when I'm coming up against the walls. that's when I got to change direction when you're when it's not ease remember not easy when it's not ease change direction. And those were usually the times when I was like, now is not the time. Now is the time to go lie in your bed or go to hot yoga or go for a bath or just make a cup of tea and sit and be with you on your balcony or whatever it is. Okay. We're nearly there. We're at last two of my list. Number 11. Oh, allowance. Okay. So you choosing what you're choosing to move on, to leave a situation, especially if it's a relationship, this can happen too in workplaces, is whatever the other way, whatever the other person responds, their reactions, their anger, their blame, their shame, their regret, their guilt, if they go into self-destruct, if they're mad at you, if they talk lies about you, if they accuse you of things, number one, do not go into defending yourself. Whenever you're defending yourself, you've already decided you're wrong and they're right and you're giving them something to fight against and that's what they want. You have to have allowance for how people are going to react. That's one thing that this situation showed me was that I can't control how other people react to my choices. What I can have is allowance for me, number one, and an allowance for them. Do not make anything they say personal or real. And when you when you have allowance and don't make it personal, it doesn't have any effect at you. It just bounces off you. So you have to allow other people to choose whatever they're going to choose. If that is self-destruct, if that is anger, if that is blame at you, you have to be willing to let them tell tell other people lies about you. Here's the thing I've looked at. If someone wants to talk lies about me and say things about me and accuse me of things and go to other people and say that, and that other person wants to believe them, that's on them. If they want to separate from me and other people want to separate from me, that's on them. That's their loss, not mine. If anybody wants to know my truth or what actually happened, they come to me and they'll ask me. And I think most people don't really care because most people are so involved in their own life <laughs> and only care about themselves in a way. So 
what does it matter? Like be willing to lose it all. Be willing to lose like the friends you had when you were with that person or like the connections you had, like be willing to walk away from it all. And the people who are meant to stay in your life are the people who actually support you and want you to see you grow and be greater in the world. They will be by your side. And whoever else isn't, isn't relevant. And it also might have nothing got to do with you. Like, so Again, allowance. So allowance is where nothing is right, nothing is wrong. Nothing the person is saying about you is right. It's not wrong either. It's just whatever. That's their coping mechanism. That's how they're coping with the choice you just made that's actually creating change in their world that they don't want to have. And that's why how many of us don't choose beyond what we have. We don't want to upset the upset the app. What is it called? Like upset the upset the cart. We don't want to upset the line because if we choose or we choose something different, everyone else around us gets so uncomfortable because then they have to change and choose. So then they get mad at us. They get angry at us. Again, it's not personal. It's their coping mechanism. So allowance for you, allowance for their reactions. Don't make them real. Don't make them right. Don't make them wrong. And get busy creating your life so you're not even at the effect of anyone else. And I just wonder too, how much we avoid choosing and creating changes in our life so we don't upset anyone else. So we would rather stay in situations that didn't work for us, that hurt us, so that the people around us are never uncomfortable and never have to change. So everything that is, would you be willing to destroy and uncreate Everywhere you would rather stay in situations that didn't work for you and abuse you with those situations rather than leave and let the people around you have to change and choose something different. And that was a big piece for me, was choosing to leave a situation that didn't work for me and allowing the person I cared and loved about to self-destruct if that's what they were going to choose and not make it my fault and not make it personal. So you are not responsible for what other people choose. You are only responsible for you in this life. If someone wants to blame you and make themselves a victim and you the perpetrator, that's their choice. Again, nothing is personal. It's not about you, it's about them. And then number 12, oh, this is my favorite one. I'm glad we're ending at this one. Laugh at it. Laugh at yourself, laugh at it all. Okay, so I gotta say, like, I love my dad. He's amazing. I feel like he, everyone in the world should know my dad. He's he's just such a brilliant, crazy, wild Irish man who grew up on the top of a mountain and really doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks about him. He is happy-go-lucky and he walks into rooms and he pisses people's, people off, either people hate him or love him. They either think he's the funniest person in the world and so interesting and entertaining or else they can't send him. And he doesn't care. He loves pissing people off and he gets great joy in it. And he also loves people and he loves contributing to people. So anyway, when this all happened, my dad was one of the first people I rang and I turned to. And he has been a great support for me. And when the person, you know, when my ex was blowing up my phone and 
sending me different messages and different things were happening. When I would reach out to my dad or show my dad what was happening, he would respond back going, don't make any of it real. No, just laugh at it. Laugh at it all. It's not serious. It's not like none of that is real, Amy. Like, and he made me see like, yeah, like, why don't I just find this funny? Like, why am I making this so serious? So he kept bringing me back to none of this is that serious and find the humor in it. So what if like, no matter what's going on, like there is, you can find humor, like there's humor in everything. So find those moments to laugh at what's going on, to laugh at yourself, to laugh at what, you know, may or may not be, you know, processing for you. And it really lightens things up to not take it all so serious. So that was my podcast for today. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got something out of this. And I will come back with my next podcast for turning grief into joy. And I hope you enjoyed today. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, you can find me on Facebook. You can also go to my website, www.amyshine.net. Scroll half, half the way down my homepage and there's a free clearing loop, daily questions to create your life, plus an energy pull. I start my morning listening to that while I drink my tea and I journal. It's a great way to really start your day from space and asking questions and then pulling energy to create your magical life. So truly, what if you could create and craft the most magical life possible for you? So thank you for being here. Bye for now. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Dance to Oneness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to know more about what I have to offer, you can find me at www.amyshine.net.